Hello, and welcome to our Retirable Podcast. I'm Mike Wallace. My name is John Sauger. First of all, it's, it's good to be back into uh, the studio here, especially after what we've kind of witnessed the last uh, few days. Um, John and I uh, flew out to Topeka, Kansas, and anybody that's ever been out to Topeka, Kansas, well, let's... There's not a whole lot there, is there, John? No, no, you fly to Kansas City <laughs> and then drive to Topeka. But, yeah. you know, it was a busy day for us. It happened to be a, a big basketball day. So there was a lot of people there that were, very, you know, very excited about basketball at the time. But Yeah, no, even I, you'd think that, like, Kansas City, like the airport, you, they have you know, some professional football teams, et cetera. You'd think it would be, like, this big, huge airport. And really, we, we flew into this little section. They might, they, they might have little pods with these gates, but it was just, like, very, very small, one baggage claim, and then we then we drove to Topeka, Kansas. It, it, uh, I, I, we heard that they are rebuilding or adding on to that airport because they had lost out on certain companies coming there because the airport was so small. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all because, yeah, if you were a, a big Fortune 500 com- company uh, and you had lots of people flying in and out, you yeah, you probably would need a bigger uh, uh, gate there and, of but, course, the airport itself. But, but picking on that, the people were wonderful. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is that Midwestern feel. We're here over in Michigan here, but it just, everybody there was just so kind and so nice. And uh, the company that we are visiting, um, I, I, we couldn't be more thankful for, for, for our experience. Well, and why you, why you bring it up is because they actually had a, a, a television studio. They actually had a couple of uh, studios like we're in right now. So we've been in front of cameras and microphones here for, for seemingly all week. Um, which is unique for you wearing two different shoes. What's going on with that? Oh, John's picking on me. I, I broke my foot over uh, uh, right before Christmas. So uh, the it's kind of funny, not really funny, but I actually uh, just tripped out my front door, taking out the garbage, and right on the, missed a step and uh, happened to, to break my foot. So we were actually hobbling through the airport because I'm in a walking boot. Um, I'm a, I'm on the men though. We're we're getting there, so I'm I'm. You're moving faster uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly absolutely. funny, but uh, we were there with a group of people, and literally, uh, my boss, especially Richard James, he just walks fast. Everything is really fast, so I was just lagging behind. So I felt like a you know a little toddler behind everybody because uh, everybody had to be waiting for me because I was, I was just a little slower than I than I normally am. <laughs> the, the 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 cautionary tale for all of us though was when we when this had happened to Mike I, I, I don't want to wish ill on you Mike but it was helpful I think for everybody else going through the holidays you're always busy and the bustling and all the different things I was very cautious with every step I took I was paying attention every, I don't want to be in a boot I didn't want to have to deal with that so no, thank it, you for your help. No it is funny you say that too I, I I'm, I'm very cautious now I have a boot on so it's harder for me to walk up and down stairs to begin with, but I'm, I'm grabbing the, um, the banister when I can, and I'm being very careful when it comes down to that as well. But, um, but circling back, um, yeah, we were in, in, uh, uh, Kansas city, not Kansas city, Topeka. We have flew into Kansas city. We were in Topeka, um, at one of the, 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 the companies that, um, uh, sponsors a lot of our business called advisors Excel. And, uh, just like we're doing a podcast here, they have a recording studio for, uh, which at the time, you know, if you didn't want to do television, television commercials and, and TV shows, but uh, we were just recording our webinars. Okay. Yep. So, um, you know, we do have a social media presence in different areas, but one of the things that uh, we're very proud of is we just like to put out educational content in general. Um, so podcast is one source. Um, and some people like to listen to the, the podcasts. Um, other people are more visual and they like to see the slides and like to, to learn. And if you want to get into a deeper dive, uh, now it's going to take a, a little while before they're going to be on our um, uh, on our website, but yeah, there's going to be different subject matters. Um, there's going to be uh, different advisors. But John and I um, both recorded 
a few different uh, subject matters when it came down to when it came down to the um, the webinars, and and I, I'm really excited to see how that comes out, John. Should be great. Should be great. Um, just a reminder, it's um, FSA one.com. So it's really easy. If that, that's one of the places you can go to catch up uh, uh, on those things. And we'll remind people when that comes out and, and uh, pretty excited about it. I think it was a, a unique setting. I think it was a very professional look, but I think it was um, uh, great because we got to do, like you said, a bunch of different subject matters. So some of the stuff you might have heard on this podcast, we kind of expand into a little bit, but like you said, with some visuals, um, other things might be new. Uh, we, we There's a couple of subjects on there that we haven't even talked about yet on the podcast. So very cool. Yeah. Well, and it's just nice, just as we're in a studio right now, and we, it's very professional, and um, we have uh, some help with Bill over here, too, who's going to edit it and, and obviously sits with us. And it's just a different feel um, when you have that professionalism behind the scenes because you and I can talk all day about finances, but the other part of it, that's not an area of expertise. So it's, it's nice to be able to work with team of individuals that can get to that next level and next quality when it comes down to that. Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely. Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk today. We're going to bring on a guest today that's going to talk more specifically um, about a certain type of insurance, but let's talk about insurance in general. So it's oftentimes not our favorite subject. Okay? No, no, most people don't like talking about it at all. <laughs> they feel they're throwing money away. I'm paying for insurance and I don't use it. We hear that all the time. I mean, until you need it, right? Exactly. Okay, you know, exactly. and so we did have someone on here, um, one of our podcasts talking more about, you know, uh, Medicare and some of the health insurance in general. Um, but when it comes down to insurance, there are certain insurances that we would not be without no for matter sure. what, right? So sure. health insurance is one of them. Okay? For sure. Home insurance. Home insurance. I mean, yeah. I mean, car insurance. I mean, those are those are things that sometimes people will have to go without if things are, are, are difficult. But those are those are components that um, you would like to have. Right. If it's ever a point where you're going to need it, that's where you go. Oh, my gosh, I'm really glad I had it. I really, you know, that's kind of that component of it, I think, with those things. No, there's no question about it. And, and we have affiliates that can handle pretty much any type of insurance when it comes down to it. Um, but the the. The reason for insurance, though, John, you know, in general, what, what would you give like a definition of you know, why do you why do you have insurance? Well, insurance is meant to transfer your risk. OK, right. That's the that's the, the, the basic definition. Instead of you taking the risk of losing something or having to pay money out for something, insurance is meant to transfer that risk to someone else. So you're paying a company, uh, a home insurance company, a car insurance company, a health insurance company, what what whatever the case may be. Uh, um in, in any type of fashion, you're paying that to transfer the risk. I, you know, I, I'm, if I get into a car accident, I don't want to have to come with all that money out of my pocket. So I pay a little bit every month in case that situation ever arises. Yeah. And, and, and in certain case scenarios, it's not almost, it's not just about transferring the risk for, of loss. Okay. But it's also protecting um, your, your assets and protecting sure. your, your estate as well. And, uh, and there's different types of things we can, we can do to use this, right? Absolutely. You know, so you talked about like a home, you know, home, homeowner's insurance and homeowner's insurance. Yes. If you have a fire and, or a theft, you get replacement. And sometimes it's, you know, replacement, um, at current value. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's replacement of replacement value, right? So it's, it's, it's insuring things the way that you want to insure it. Uh, but oftentimes you have, you know, if you haven't live in an older house in an older neighborhood, maybe the value of your house uh, may not be as much, especially with the cost of material nowadays, of what it would cost to rebuild that house, right? Sure. You know, so but that's one thing. It's just making sure you're able to replace it. Um, but liability 
is the other reason. So let's talk a little bit, John, about what's liability. So essentially in that situation, if you have a really bad day, you do something where you've caused an accident, you've caused a problem, you want to be protected so you don't, you're not liable for something and you don't have to spend um, your your assets, your hard-earned money, your your life savings for one situation that was a bad time thing. So, um, you know, accidents happen for a reason, right? Nobody plans up in the morning and say, oh, today's the day I'm getting in an accident. They, it, it, it's, it happens, you know, when you least expect it, I guess. And so that's where liability insurance will a lot of times be helpful as well in those situations. Yeah, so the liability assets or liability insurance, it protects your personal assets as well. So, you know, when you get in a car accident, let's say, for example, if you really seriously injured somebody and it just truly was an accident or it might be, you know, in Michigan, a pothole or ice or whatever else it may sure. be. Um, but what happens is now you see those commercials on TV. Um, oftentimes you might get sued uh, by a lawyer. And so you want you don't want them to, to sue you personally and take the assets from you personally. So oftentimes you can have this liability coverage so the insurance company can cover up to a certain amount and there's there's ways to even protect it for more, but we're not don't have time to talk about that today. But even in your home, right? Someone slips on your doorstep, you know, sure. an Amazon driver, because they come to my house quite often. Well, yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yourself. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I exactly. Mean, my, apparently, my Obviously, steps your step is very slippery is, if yes. someone went down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's funny you say that, you know, but it, it is. It's, it's to pr protect you. Now, obviously, we're well, not here to talk, you know, too in depth about that. We'll, we'll, we will actually have a podcast specifically to talk a little bit more in depth about that stuff because that's a, a whole other subject. No, right? but, it's a, but it is a perfect example. You slipped and got injured and you needed to use your health insurance. Yeah. To cover to cover that cost, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you didn't write a check out of out of out of pocket to cover that cost. No, I mean, there is no question about it. I mean, I think you know, John and I both the the most valuable um, insurance that we both have had uh, throughout our lives. We have we have three um, nearly adult children. We'll call them. Uh, or you, if you ask them, they're three adult children, absolutely, right? But absolutely. <laughs> well, we don't have three together. I have three, and you have three. Okay, let's, you're let's, right. I mean, you're. So, so as we jump into this conversation today, the, the, the subject matter for today is really life insurance. And, and yeah. this is a difficult one to talk about. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, I, and, I, and, and I know you're going to introduce Sean, our, our, our guest here in just a second, but the, the, the thought process with this is there's different things that can fit life insurance. And we're going we're gonna to kind of dive into some different subjects. But what's so hard about this is, is that we, we found through experiences, sometimes people don't like about talking about their own demise. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people think, well, why do I need life insurance? If I can't use it, I'll be gone. What does it matter to me? And, and there are other times where people just don't understand some of the uses of it. So, so I think this is a, a really um, a good subject to talk about. It's kind of a taboo subject with some people. So we, 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 we'll try and break that taboo down a little bit. Um, obviously, this could be an exhaustive subject. We could go into hours for this and where it fits and different things. But we'll try and kind of do that and, and bring Sean in for that situation. So I'll let you introduce Sean. Yeah, when it, when it comes to life insurance in general, obviously there's many, many different reasons that we need to use it and that we should have it. And we thought, you know, of course, you wouldn't go without um, health insurance. You wouldn't go without car insurance. Well, in the state of Michigan, you can't, right? But life insurance is one of those things that's a necessity um, that a lot of people choose not to use, okay? And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So let's bring on Sean. Um, Sean Beckerman actually works with Financial Services of America. Um, he is an independent advisor representative and um, he has been with FSA for over a decade. Um, he does focus a little bit more on some of these more advanced planning strategies and some of it has to do with subject matters like that life insurance. So um, without further ado, uh, let's bring on Sean. Hi Sean, welcome. Hey there guys, how you doing? Good, good, how are you this morning? 
Good, good. Just, you know, bright and early here for this podcast, you know. That's all right. All's well. That's all right. It may not be early. They could be listening to it at six o'clock at night, Sean. So it might not be early for them. That's very true, Mike. You do have a valid point there. <laughs> well, well, Sean, we like so. So, a lot of the reason we're, we we wanted to touch base with you is we know you have just a, a vast experience in this. You actually, um, we were we were talking a little earlier about some of our 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 podcasts and webinar recordings in different studios and stuff. And you've actually been to a number of different classes, even at that location. You've you've been there as well. You know what we're, kind of what we're referencing. Um, but but the idea today is is really we're going to try and break down some taboos and, and and talk about this. So the the the, the first question we were wanting to bring to you is really in a quick synopsis, what's the, what's the basic purpose of life insurance? Like, how do you explain that to somebody? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with life insurance? What's, what's the goal here? Well, I, I mean, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, yeah, it's a taboo. And when people hear the word life insurance, they like want to run for the Hills because you know, that's what they've been taught. And it's one of those things where um, people don't know a lot about it, but I would have to say there's several different areas where it fits, but I would say the, the two most common um, that people use it for initially are debt repayment or income replacement um, for a spouse or a child. If, like, for example, if a breadwinner of the family was to, you know, something was to happen to them, how is the family going to survive sort of thing? Okay. So they use it to provide, um, you know, certainty and peace of mind for their family that they will be able to keep a roof over their head. Yeah. Yeah. And no so I would, sure. I, I would, yeah, I would say that's probably the most common, but then we can get into more advanced planning uh, or sophisticated areas where sure. life insurance is used. And I would have to say wealth transfer, estate planning, um, people even use it for retirement planning, or a lot of people don't know about using it for college planning okay. or even a, a, as an alternative to traditional long-term care insurance um, to you know provide for their, themselves in the event that they had to go into a nursing home, but they don't want to buy a traditional long-term care policy because of, you know, we've all know how that's yeah, that worked out in the past. Possibly not having the money afterwards or, 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 or get paying that money and not using it afterwards or whatnot. Yeah. Or getting a bill in the mail with, you know, your premium supposed to be, um, you know, $500 a year and they send you a letter saying it's now 750 for the same coverage. And you're like, wait, what, what just sure, happened here? Sure. I thought I was only supposed to be paying $500. Sure. So, that's that's a, something that um, you know has changed in the past several years, and that is being uh, used as a planning tool, for, you know, as or as an alternative to traditional long-term care insurances using life insurance. Okay. So there's many different aspects and ways that it's used, but it just depends on you know what the, the well, specific situation. And what's unique about that, I think, it, it is a lot of times with different subject matters in the retirable world. Right, that the the subject matters we've talked about, uh, um, Medicare is an example. It it's it's it fits a specific spot, right? You have to be over sixty five. You're looking, um, you know, the, the different components. Life insurance seems to fall. There's a huge umbrella that could that that, that they could fall under this, right, Mike? I mean, that's and, and not only that though. It, it's depending on the the time of your life and the needs of your life, right? So, you know, so it, it does. It's it's almost evolves as your life unfolds. Um, it's it's an evolving a way to use that life insurance. So, so Sean, let's talk a little bit more, you know, we, we, you know, focus on people that are about to retire or, you know, that are already in retirement. Um, but pre-retirement, let's, what are the, some of the types of life insurance people use? Let's say use it more as that income replacement or debt replacement first. Um, what, what types of life insurance would people use to do things like that? 
I mean, everybody knows the traditional term, uh, you know, term insurance where you, you get a policy for a stated number of years and you're insured for that stated number of years. It's going to be the lowest cost, but it's going to, you know, provide the peace of mind for you and your family. So it's like, like emergency type stuff. Hey, I need a certain amount of money. If I die, I want my wife to be taken care of. So, so okay. Yep. Term insurance. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Term insurance. And then everybody knows, or the most, the, the oldest one I would have to say probably is what we call whole life insurance. Okay. And that's going to be permanent. So that's going to go till age, you know, 120, but it's not ever going to run out as long as you pay your premiums. And it has the ability to build up some, you know, cash value as well. And so with that being said, that was, that's probably the oldest and, you know, most common. And then we have so, universal life. So hang on just one, just one second, just so we're, cause, cause different people are going to be hearing this at different parts of their lives. None of us blanched when you said age 120, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like goes to age 120. Well, so when the, the insurance company underwrites your policy, they do it on a mortality table. Okay. And so the new mortality tables say that we're going to live to 120. And I, you're probably wondering, well, what's that matter? Well, that matters because that affects the cost of the insurance or how much okay. it's going to cost you to have the insurance. So that uh, brings the cost down the longer that you're going to live. Okay. From a risk perspective. And, and so since people are living longer now, that might be that that might be something that you that you'd want to look at. I, I know it's not our conversation today and explanation, but that might be something to look at is with the different costs of insurance, depending on how long your uh, what you call it, mortality table, uh, how long that mm -hmm. that lasts. Right. That So if my if the mortality table says I'm supposed to die at age 80 and I'm. 60, then I only have 20 years left to live. It's more expensive than if it says I'm going to live out to age 120 and I have 60 years left that they think they're going to get money on from me. Is that, is that, that do I understand that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And so like uh, clients that have policies that they've had for many, many years, they're most likely on older mortality tables. So their cost of insurance is, is okay. higher. So if that's something that, you know, you have an old policy that's been, you've had for many, many years, it's definitely something to review and take a look at. Okay. Of course. Okay. So besides the whole life insurance and the, the term insurance, what are some of the more updated types of insurance that you see out there, Sean? Great question, Mike. And that would be universal life and what we call index universal life. Okay. And those are both permanent like whole life. The difference is, is they give you a lot more flexibility as far as what you pay. And if you want to continue to pay the same premium that you initially started with, or if you wanted to lower it, say down the road, because things changed, you have the flexibility to do that. And most importantly, you can also build cash value inside of those as well. But from a cost perspective, they are much more cost efficient than the traditional whole life policy, which was popular, you know, many years ago. And so universal life has really taken the place of whole life insurance in today's, you know, economy and economic environment. So, so why would someone, you mentioned cash value. Why, why does somebody build cash value in life insurance? Like what's, what are some of the reasons? I know there's probably more than just one. What are some of the reasons why somebody would do that? Well, there's many, there's a multitude. So, it can be for retirement planning. It could be for, you know, funding their kids' college down the road. It could be for, a, you know, a small business owner. Um, there's many, many different areas where that can fit or, it, you know, as an alternative to, you know, someone's traditional holistic 
you know, financial plan with stocks and bonds, you can use this as, you know, uh, you know, an accumulation strategy and growth strategy uh, for benefits down the road. Uh, I mean, you can even use it as your own bank, so to speak, and, you know, take a take, loan against it. Take your money and, out, okay. Versus going to the bank and, okay. you know, paying the bank and just you could take it from your policy and then pay yourself back versus the bank. So that's uh, a more advanced uh, planning strategy, but it's definitely something that, uh, you know, the higher income earners and small business owners are using to their advantage. That makes sense. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so it's a it's a tool that can be used. So so you could use just um, if I if I'm thinking of this correctly. You have just like your death benefit, which is like, okay, that's to take the place of uh, if I die, my income or to pay off debt, like you had said. Um, but, but if I'm building cash value, I have the death benefit still, but I could also use that while I'm alive. Correct. Yep. And okay. so the best way to think about life insurance nowadays is really like the Swiss Army knife of your holistic financial plan and you know it doesn't matter what type of situation you have everybody needs life insurance in, in some way shape or form but you know if you remember what i alluded to initially you know the different reasons or where it fits everybody has to solve for those problems so it doesn't matter what your situation is there is a place for it in your overall plan for you and your family okay so when you're when you're talking about that then Sean and using it like a Swiss Army knife I like that example there and that's exactly right it's like anything else it's a tool right and so if you use the the right tool um, in that toolbox it can be very specific and can be used exactly how you need it you know you're not going to try to use a screw while well, you you can try to use a screwdriver for for a hammer but you're not going to do be as efficient about it you know and so that's really what it comes down to is using this as a right tool though so let's talk about the, the the back end of it when i say that is um let's not you know when when someone dies uh, god forbid there's now a death benefit that's involved with this so how is that death benefit taxed sean it isn't that's the beauty of it is like the death benefit is tax free and many people don't know that but you know considering where taxes are currently that is something that's very advantageous to transfer wealth from yourself to your family or to, you know, for business purposes or, you know, that sort of thing. But yes, it is tax-free, Mike. That's correct. So there's so much, there's so many parts of that, um, th like that, that, that component of it being tax-free that, that we, I think we've all had examples throughout our careers of, of how we might use that or, or adjust that. So like, let, let's use like some, some examples of different subjects. So like, Okay, use the tax-free side. How do we use that like maybe as like an estate planning tool? So like I got life insurance. You use the term, what did you use the term earlier? Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Mm -hmm. So so it, it, so how, explain that a little bit. How, how do we use that? Great question. So basically, you would use that to transfer the wealth from yourself to your family or to pay estate taxes that you might owe it depending on your net worth, like higher net worth clients will you will have a life insurance policy strictly for the death benefit to pay taxes that are due upon their demise. So their family isn't spending down their investable assets okay. or their own money. And they're using the tax free death benefit to fill that gap um, in, in replace liquidating other assets to pay okay. the, the tax bill when it's due at that time. So I, I think when, when Sean talks about 
the the higher net worth they use, you know, we've seen some pretty significant uh, death benefits with some of these higher net worth individuals. But this is also a tool that we use a lot, um, you know, for the middle class and the middle class millionaires that that are out there. And there's reasons behind that, but some of the biggest reasons is a lot of their net worth is taxable, isn't it, Sean? Yes. I mean, yeah, if you look at it, you know, from, you know, most people have their 401k, their IRAs. Well, yeah, that's great. You did a great job saving. But the problem is, how do you transfer that efficiently to the next generation when it's all taxable? So um, that's something that is very popular, you know, nowadays is using the life insurance as a tool to um, efficiently transfer wealth to the next generation. Yeah, so it's so it's not just being used as an income replacement in that case scenario. It's now um, to to pay your IRS bill in in certain yeah. case scenarios, right? Absolutely, yeah. And the one of the, I mean, considering where the current tax code is and it's sunsetting in twenty twenty five, what do we think is going to happen to taxes in the future? You know, considering all the you know government spending that's been going on and you know all the uh, you know stuff with COVID, well, how are we going to pay the you know pay this stuff back? Well, taxes are going to have to go up. Sure. So if they you know taxes go up, well, what what strategies do we have in place to use in our favor? And life insurance is one of them. Okay, so so we have this wealth transfer idea, which is um, again the the, the the taboo point. It it, it makes sense. From a family perspective, okay, I'm not getting a benefit from this life insurance while I'm alive, but but I am leaving one heck of a gift for my family for for planning. So so I get that. What about when we're alive? You you've referenced a couple different things. So so how do we use life insurance as like a a financial planning tool? Is that, is that am I asking that question correctly, Mike? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, all great questions. And um, there's a couple different ways that you can use it. Um, you know, I have clients that, you know, have contributed or, ma- or maxing out their 401ks, their IRAs, their Roth IRAs, that sort of thing. And they want some, you know, tax deferred growth, um, you know, that's going to be tax efficient or tax free when they decide to take it. So we'll use the life insurance policy um, as a vehicle to do that because we can, um, over fund or we can put more money into the policy so it builds cash value faster. Okay. And then when they decide they need the money, they can take a loan out against it. And that loan is going, since it is a loan, it's not taxable. And so all the income that comes out of it down the road is, is tax free in turn, helping them, you know, uh, you know, plan for their taxes or reduce their taxes and giving them, you know, flexibility as far as where they can draw money from in the event that they need it. Okay. And, so, you know, et cetera. So, so if I, if, if, if as a parent, if I started, because this is one of the weird conversations is why do I have life insurance on my kids, you know, or whatnot. But if I started a policy for my kids when let's say each of them was, was 18 years old and it built cash value and, and they're 40 years old and they have $100,000 of cash value inside of a policy, I'm just using round numbers here, they can access that $100,000 while they're still alive. I mean, I understand you're saying there's a yep. loan and there, there, there's, there's rules and stuff, but that would be mm-hmm. like I'm leaving them a gift in that regard. Well, and, and let's go one step further, Sean. You mentioned earlier a little bit about um, long-term care. Um, you know, so a lot of times we talk about wealth transfer, um, but sometimes it can be used for wealth preservation as well. So why don't you talk a little bit about how a lot of our clients use this um, as a hedge for long-term care as well? 
Oh, yep, absolutely. So, um, like I said, this has become, you know, very popular and in, in over the past five years because these strategies didn't exist, you know, previous to that. But what all these insurance companies are doing now is they're giving you access to your death benefit in the event that you have, you know, a chronic or you have a terminal illness or you need, you know, you need care. And so instead of you paying it out of your pocket or buying a traditional uh, long-term care insurance policy where you don't know if you're ever going to use it, you can get a life insurance policy. And in the event that, like I just said, you, you get a chronic or a terminal illness, you can access your death benefit to pay for those costs um, and then whatever's left over is still going to go to your family. But the beauty of it is, is this, is that if you never use it, you don't lose it like traditional long-term care insurance. So it gives you the peace of mind or what I like to call the best of both worlds, because if you don't use it, the, the full tax-free death benefits going to your kids. And then if you do use it, then you've preserved your investable assets um, and not spending them down to pay for pay for care and then causing yourself other tax issues, yeah. potentially. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a it's a wonderful tool to be used in that case scenario. And, and it's definitely a paradigm shift in the long-term cl- long-term care planning for, for many different reasons, because the cost of care is becoming so quickly um, increasing that these uh, insurance companies are even having a hard time um, insuring for that to begin with. So using that life insurance tool, and like you said, it's um, it's not like the old old kind where you you know you use it or lose it. This case scenario, if you don't ever go into a long-term care facility, you're not paying for something that you're not going to use. Your family would still get that, you know, $300,000 death benefit or $500,000 death benefit. But if you needed to use it earlier, um, you could actually then, um, you know, even if let's say you you needed $100,000 for two years and you have a half a million dollar policy, that $300,000 left would still go to your heirs. Is that correct? Yep, tax-free too. That's that's the key point too. And when you're accessing the... Um, death benefit to pay for care. You're not paying tax on that either. There's a lot of times it qualifies as a long-term care expense. And so you can take that money out and use it for care tax-free as well. Well, that's, that is correct. And there's other tax advantages outside of that too, which we don't have time to get into today. Well, um, I think that's a really good way to end that because I think that's, you know, we've Wow, we talked a lot about different types of... A lot of moving parts there, <laughs> you know, a lot yes. of moving stuff. And, and uh, you know, we didn't even scratch the surface, Sean, really, when it comes down to that. But I but I do think, um, you know, using the whole gamut of anything from income replacement to using, you know, wealth transfer and wealth, trans- wealth preservation, where a lot of people really don't think about using that as a tool, um, becomes really important. So, Sean, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Um, that was great. Absolutely, Sean. Thanks so much for coming on with us. So, Mike, as we, I mean, obviously a lot of subject matter there, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things we can um, uh, we can take from there. And, and, and again, like any of our subjects, um, we could dive into it a, a lot longer. We could go a lot more in depth, and, and that'll be something we will probably do in the future is we'll revisit some of these subjects a, a little more. Um, but it's now time for our holistic happenings, right? Okay. Our, our conversation where we, we, we pull something from what we've experienced in the last week or so um, as far as something we've seen that, that is holistic or all-encompassing of, 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 a, of clients or, in this situation, um, uh, activities we've done throughout our career. So, Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you. What have you had happen in the holistic side lately? No, it's funny. I was uh, thinking about one as I was driving in today, and I and I will discuss it in a second. But 
just based on our conversation today, I just wanted to give you a, a, a quick one. So I'm going to go over two today, okay? Sure. All right. So the, the first one was really really kind of quick. I, I sat down with a younger family who was um, referred to us by their parents, and so they're more in the, in the wealth um, accumulation phase. And when we did a full discovery, part of our discovery process, um, we looked at their life insurance policies, and um, he has got four kids, uh, and his wife doesn't work, so he's the, the primary breadwinner. So he had a half million dollar uh, term insurance policy. So when we, I started, I wanted to know what the costs were and wanted to, to dig into that just to, to find out if, if we could uh, upgrade it or if it, we could improve upon it. And come to find out, without his knowledge, he, he, he found out that it, it lapsed oh and he didn't have it, okay? Um, and so what happens oftentimes is a lot of these insurance policies are sold to begin with and then they're never serviced. And then what happens is these insurance companies know this. And so oftentimes, if you miss a payment for whatever reasons, in his case scenario, he changed banks. He had electronic funds okay. and just totally forgot to, to um, change that over. And what happened then is now um, they, they give you a 30-day notice. And if they and once that's 30 days is up, um, they give you another 60 days to reapply, but oftentimes you actually have to prove evidence of insurability, right? Sure. And then in that case scenario, um, luckily he was still healthy and we were able to, to get him a million dollars over the, the case of it. But I don't know if we would, he would even remember or know, and something could have happened and he didn't have any life insurance. So that was, uh, one of the things that just as we're sitting here today, I just want to make sure people do remember that, you know, so, cause they may you know, change credit cards or change banks. Well, and it's, it's one of the reasons why we go through that checklist of the holistic side. What have you yeah. done with uh, your, your, your tax situation? What have you done with your estate planning situation, with your health insurance situation, life insurance? It's, it's not just about money, even though we are both, you know, uh, in the wealth management side. I mean, it's, it's not just about that. That's why we talk about holistic stuff. So great, great example. Yeah. I'm so, glad he's taken care of too. Yeah, exactly. And so utilizing that and, and so um, it just, making sure you have things, you know, set up right when it comes down to that, but also double checking things, yep, <laughs> you yep. know, it's, that's when you're looking at absolutely, that stuff. You absolutely. Know? So you said, so you said you have two stories. So well, that's one. My, my other story just recently just happened. Um, just last, I think Thursday it was. And, and we, we talk a little bit and Sean talked about our high net worth clients and our middle-class millionaires, et cetera. Um, but a lot of individuals may not have that net worth that are listening to, to this uh, podcast. And what's happening now is, you know, what, is more applicable to them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of give you a little bit more of a simple example and it's very relevant and actually it's going to be very, very relevant, um, you know, because we're still in this ever-changing environment right now. Um, but I, uh, met a client last year um, who had a previous advisor and she worked for the, the postal service in the, she wasn't a mail carrier. She worked inside the, the post office. Um, so she had a pretty good pension. Okay. Um, and she was able to accumulate, uh, a little over three hundred thousand dollars in her um, retirement account. Retirement account, yeah. Sure. So, and so, which is uh, wonderful. Yeah, it was, exactly. That's awesome. And her husband, you know, uh, actually worked for a firm that uh, was a victim of two thousand eight. So his pension got quite, oh, you know, cut dramatically. Down, huh? But okay. they're still living pretty good on a on a monthly basis. But she retired early because they were able to. So she's sixty two years old, and the previous advisor that she was working with. Um, put all all three hundred and I think it was like forty thousand dollars at the time into a fixed index annuity, um, which is a great tool, you know, and sure. it can be used. That the issue with her was is that oftentimes these things are used for safety and liquidity, and she had a good pension. She didn't need, uh, or when I say safety, liquidity, and income, right? She didn't need the income at that point, and there really wasn't much of a growth strategy involved with that. So. Okay. 
um, and and the Roth converse, Roth conversion conversation never happened, right? So okay. um, basically, what we had, were we able to do when we started doing this, I, I came and um, was the uh, change the advisor of record, so I'm now able to service this. And what we were able to do is take she's able to take 10% penalty free out every year, okay. and based on her income, we can now do Roth conversions, keep it in that 12% tax bracket. Okay. Okay. Um, and it uh, happens to be this year because the interest rates have increased so dramatically. A lot of these companies have increased the rates, uh, and so uh, we were able to then now be able to roll that over into a new fixed index annuity because a good tool still, and able to with some of these companies offer bonus products or better rates of return, but we were able to upgrade and improve her situation on an annual basis as well. Sure. So, and then we can continue to do those Roth conversions. Nice. So it was just kind of a, uh, it was a real simple example. Uh, but the fact is whether you have, you know, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars now, because last year they've raised interest rates so much, we can upgrade a lot of these older annuities, even some of the stuff that we used to do, that we've had with our block of business over the last few years, and upgrade these to something better. So if you do have any of these things, it's probably a good time to do an audit. We talked about an audit on the life insurance, but to do an audit on these these um, old annuities, and some of them are not even that old, sure. right? And you can improve upon them. So I sure. wanted to kind of explain that oh, a little good bit example. Good example. So I think that's a great spot to, to, to wrap up. I think uh, uh, um, we had a lot of information today. Again, uh, um, all kinds of different stuff that we've talked about. I think if, um, uh, if you need more information, Mike, you have the phone number. The phone number is? 1-800-977-9292. And our website is fsa1.com. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your listening today. Have a great day. Securities, products, and services made available through AE Financial Services, LLC, AEFS, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory products and services made available through FSA Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. AEFS and FSA Advisors Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Financial Services of America. FSA Advisors Incorporated is also a financial services practice that offers products and services through AE Financial Services, LLC, AEFS, member FINRA and SIPC. AEFS does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Financial Services of America are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEFS and FSA Advisors Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. FSA Advisors Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by FSA Advisors Incorporated.